0: Alright, welcome to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is doing just fantastic today. And uh, ding dong, the Queen is dead. I guess that's what we can say today. Um, not too much to talk about on that. We're, well, we're going to touch on it. Don't worry. We're going to touch on it. We're going to go over a little bit of the, the history of the royal family. Uh, the history of the Windsors, right? Is, isn't that their name? The, the Windsors? I'm pretty sure that's their name. Windsor, correct? No not that's not their name (laughs) what's their what's their real name does anybody know their real name the real name of the royal family does does anybody know it hmm i wonder i don't know it's uh it's an interesting story about them uh them royals over there but uh yeah maybe we'll we'll touch on that just a little bit just a little bit I, i don't know maybe but uh if you're wondering And you're sitting there going, what? I thought their name was Windsor. I thought their name was Windsor. No, 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 no. See, in 1917, after World War I, George V specifically adopted the name Windsor not only as the name of the house or the dynasty, but also as the surname of the family. The real name was Soxy Coburg Gotha. And see, the reason they had to change it is because, well, that's German, (laughs) And you got to remember, England was fighting Germany. Britain was fighting Germany during that time. And uh, it was kind of disheartening and discerning to uh, a lot of the British troops returning back from war after being attacked by the Kamikaze Gothas, which were their their planes that would fly into uh, the troop regiments. And so they changed their name. Yeah, the, the Sexy Coburg Gotha. Um, and, you know, the, the whole history of the royal family, it's interesting. If you're interested, if you're interested, tonight there is a special episode of Conversations on the Fringe. This is a show that I do specifically on Friday night. And we talk about a lot of uh, different types of conspiracies. We talk about occult, the esoteric. We talk about um, a, a lot of various topics, consciousness and God, and we talk about aliens and all types of stuff. But tonight I'm going to be joined by my good friend David Whitehead. David Whitehead, um, known as DW Truth Warrior, you can find him at dwtruthwarrior.com. Um, he's been a researcher and investigator into occultism, into esotericism, into secret societies and conspiracies for well over two decades, as well as myself. Um, he's, uh, his mentor is actually one of the guys who inspired me into that whole realm of information and he's going to be joining me tonight and we're going to be talking about royal bloodlines, secret societies, and occultism within those secret societies and royal bloodlines. And so it's going to be a really interesting show. So if you're interested in that, you can find more about that on redpills.tv or you can actually just go to Rumble. And if you go to Rumble and you type in Red Pill Project, you should find us. I, I say should because I, I really don't know. <laughs> I've never really, like, searched for it myself, you know. It's, uh, yeah, so it's rumble.com slash C slash Red Pill Project. I mean, that's how you can find us on Rumble. Um, and go on over there and subscribe, and, and that show will be live there tonight. It's also on YouTube. And let me give you my, my YouTube channel. Because we, we only do this one show on YouTube. We don't do Dark Delight. We don't do The Daily Dose or anything like that on um, YouTube. Because, well, we've been uh, deleted three times by YouTube. And uh, the the first time that I was on YouTube, we had uh, 100, 170,000 subscribers. And we were deleted almost instantly. And, uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we were deleted almost instantly, and then we uh, built that channel back up to about 75,000, and they deleted us again, and then we got up to like 30,000, they deleted us again, and so, oh, actually, you know what, I got a really easy link for you on this one, this one's really easy, redpills.tv slash YT, that's our YouTube page, redpills.tv slash YT, I, I like those short URLs, it's really easy. Um, But there's some really cool episodes on there if you're into that kind of fringy type of topic. Um, Esoteric Mysteries with Brad Olson, my good buddy uh, Jim Bob, Jim Bob. Then I had uh, one with uh, Samuel Chong and Mick and V. Lin were on there. I got Dr. Michael Sala, Bruce Olaf Solheim. Um, I got Mark Shaw. If you don't know who Mark Shaw is, just a fantastic human being. He's a investigated journalist and he investigates marilyn monroe's murder and the jfk assassination he's probably one of the subject matter experts on that Um, but so if you guys want to check that out tonight that's where we'll be it's gonna be a great show typically when david and i get together it's usually an hour and a half show for the fringe um, and we usually go about four to eight hours (laughs) so be prepared to stay up late because uh well we probably will be up late all right let's jump into this So, the Queen's dead, Charles III's coming in, and we know Charles III, World Economic Forum member. He is multiple members of various different secret societies, and he pushes the Agenda 2030 Sustainable Agenda. Uh, So we can see that he's got a lot on his plate coming in, and he's probably going to be pushing all of Europe towards that direction. Now, there's a few different perspectives coming out right now. Anybody who is out there who knows what they're talking about in the sense of the financial crisis, for example, uh, Michael Berry. Michael Berry, if you don't remember this guy, in 2008, he is the one that shorted all the subprime mortgages, and that was a very beneficial investment for him. Um, They made a movie about him called The Big Short. It's on Netflix. You can watch it the big short. Um, And he basically put up hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars of his investors' capital, shorted all of these bonds, and then made billions. And he called the 2008 financial collapse before it ever happened. He called the 2011 um, retractment before it happened. He called 2001 before it happened. This guy is a child prodigy, genius, mathematical wizard. And uh, two months ago, he sold off his, his firm's entire portfolio. Sold it off. Went to cash. Invested just a little bit into private prisons. So if you can understand his sentiment of where things are headed... Um, I think you can understand that we're headed towards economic and financial disaster. We had Dr. Kirk Elliott on the other day that talked to us about this, and specifically Dr. Kirk Elliott was telling us is that, listen, at every single time that we've had economic downturn in this country, in this world, gold and silver have been top notch. Silver is undervalued, it, the price is being manipulated, and so if you guys are interested in that, getgoldtoday.com, check them out. Every time that you go over there and and you do business with Dr. Kirk Elliott and his team, you're helping support everything that we do here. So just imperative. But getgoldtoday.com, it's going to take you to Kirk's website. You scroll down to the bottom, there's that phone number, 720-605-3900. You can give them a call. But, uh, you know, Western Europe is facing total collapse. And this is supply chain, this is infrastructure, and this is economic. Um, They have catastrophic scarcity Price hikes surrounding food, fertilizer, energy, Um, industries are collapsing. Now, David Dubine, um, he was on the Situation Update with uh, Mike Adams the other day, and he talked about this. He talked about how the European banks are facing a possibility of systematic failures due to the bail-in, due to the exposure to the energy markets, and uh, the desire for the Western European governments to keep printing money to address the devastating energy scarcity that has now become Irreversible. Now, what does that what does that sound like? Printing money to fix the problems caused by printing money. Hmm. It doesn't seem like that's going to work, right? Well, that's because we have a fiat currency system. We have a fractional reserve currency system. But if you've never done if you've never done this, go out to YouTube and search the the uh, what is it? The monster from Jekyll Island, right? And you can start to realize how the fractional money system actually works. And it's one big Ponzi scheme. And every Ponzi scheme comes crashing down. And so will this one, globally. And so don't worry though, you know, the globalists, the elitists, they have a plan. They have a plan, okay, for when they collapse the global economic systems to steal all of your wealth that you've invested into the system, um, then they're going to implement a totalitarian global control grid of a centralized blockchain digital currency, which will be directly attached to your digital ID, which will become your driver's license, your passport. It'll become your money card. Um, that means that when you walk into a grocery store, this, and, and if, you don't think, if you think I'm just making this up, you're crazy, I'm telling you, this is what it's going to be like. This is gonna what it's going to be like if these globalists, if these elitists win. And I mean win, the war. We are in battles right now. But this war is long from over. But if they win, this is what you can foresee. You're walking down the street one day. Oh, I want a steak for dinner tonight. I'm going to walk in the grocery store. And you go walk in the grocery store and you go find a nice big tomahawk. Mm, yeah, there it is right there. And yeah, you, you go to checkout, and and checkouts, by the way, are completely automated. There's nobody at the counter, and there's no scanning or anything like that necessary because everything is RFID tagged, and then there's scanners at the door. And basically, what happens is you just walk out the door, and it automatically scans that digital ID, and it automatically scans whatever in your cart. And you go to walk out, and all of a sudden, the whole store locks down. The doors lock. A security robot comes up and says sir you are over your meat limit for the week you're only allotted 16 ounces of meat and you say oh man I didn't know man I was just really hungry I wanted some some steak you know and the robot takes the steak away from you and uh, then they fine you 500 credits for not knowing your limit and then they sell you some Fake meat made out of insects and soy. And then you try to go home and you go to get in your apartment and you realize, oh man, you're locked out. You're locked out because your digital ID won't open your door. Why won't it open your door? Well, because, you know, you went over your meat limit and you did the same thing the last three weeks in a row and now you've been red flagged. Now your social credit score has dropped below the acceptable limit to be living in that apartment complex. You're like, ah, oh, no! I gotta go get a hotel room for the night. So you, so you realize your card's shut off, and you go to the bank to get it opened back up, and they don't let you in the bank. And now you're stuck on the streets. Worry, this is how they control everything. This is the system, the infrastructure that they're building right now. This is the global elite plan for the new world order. It's scary. I know. But that's why this is so important that we pay attention and we hear what they're doing and we stand up and we rise up and we fight because we are in a war. We are fighting battles every day, especially with what we're doing here. We'll be right back with more Dark to Light show right after this one. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's redpill stv slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. And uh, I kind of went on a tangent there, but I think it's necessary to kind of have that visual input within your mind of what this world will be like if the elites control it. People like King, quote-unquote, Charles, get to rule the world. And, uh, you know, no civilization can survive without food, energy, and money. And if you look, those are the three major areas that are being attacked. I don't need to go out there and reiterate the the global firestorm event, but that is what is happening right now. That we are seeing systematic, manipulated attacks on every sector that sustains human life on this planet. And at some point, you gotta sit back and ask yourself, is this really happening? (laughs) I ask myself this all the time, you know. I have to pinch myself sometimes and be like, "Man, is this is this real?" Is like, like no, no. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just looking too much into it. I'm just, I'm, I'm seeing too much, right? And I'm just like, yeah, I gotta step back. And then you step back, and you're like, whoa, this is really real. This is, this is really happening. This is really real. And then you get stuff like this: Janet Yellen, who's the Secretary of Treasury yesterday, admitted that Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act is actually the Green New Deal repackaged. She says, the Inflation Reduction Act will put us on our way toward a future where we depend on the wind, the sun, and other clean sources of energy. We will rid ourselves of the dependence on fossil fuels. Now see, look, I'm okay with green energy. I'm okay with alternative energy sources. But see, the Inflation Reduction Act, the Green New Deal, what they're doing right now has nothing to do with energy sustainability. It has everything to do with putting people into a tyrannical energy control grid that is controlled by governments and elitists to where they can shut off your power anytime. You don't believe me? In Denver last week, temperatures soared up to about 102 degrees. Gentleman went to change his thermostat because it was rather hot in his house. It was in the 80s. And uh, he goes to the thermostat and he was locked out. Locked out. And it said, due to an an energy emergency, your thermostat has been locked by Excel Energy. And he got on the phone and they said, too bad. Well, I got a tip for that guy and many others out there like that. Disconnect your Wi-Fi from your thermostat. Or just go out there and get an analog thermostat. Stop taking these smart home digital thermostats. That's the way they control you. But we're beginning to see that this is how the world's going to work when the globalists and the elitists get in control. And what Janet Yellen has tell us here is that moving into the future, next few years, they are gonna move away from anything pertaining to fossil fuel. But see, the problem is, is they can't. Our whole society, our whole culture is dependent upon fossil fuels. I mean, think about just the petroleum industry alone and how manufacturing and production rely on petroleum products for lubrication. How farmers rely on the petroleum industry, the harvest crops, the plant crops, That right there would need a 5- to 10-year transition to move away from petroleum-based products. We're not talking about just gas and oil here. We're talking about a complete industry that they are annihilating. But see, they know this. And that's why the majority of the politicians, including Joe Biden, Joe Biden's energy czar. Janet Yellen have massive investments into green energy, lithium battery companies. They've put huge investments into foreign oil and gas. Why? Because they knew they were gonna wreck United States energy independence. And they're gonna be making billions over the next few years due to these policy changes and the regulation changes that they're implementing. That that's like the ultimate quid pro quo. Now, last night on the Daily Dose, I talked about this a little bit, is we have a heat wave in the United States that is producing drought conditions within the West Coast region, within the southern, southwestern United States. This is the worst drought that the United States has seen in 1,200 years. Europe is facing the worst drought in over 500 hundred years. China is facing the worst drought in recorded history in China. Now, I came out and I said, hey, this is weather manipulation. And people are like, oh, no, 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 it's weather manipulation. You you can always tell when they utilize various types of technologies like HARP to manipulate the weather. The reason is, is because the earth has a electric system, a system based upon electricity and how it operates, and it's dependent upon the ionosphere. And the balance of the ionosphere is pertinent in the sense of how various weather patterns actually come about. And so when you deprive certain areas by manipulating the ionosphere of water, that water has to be compensated somewhere else. So at the same time that we're having these massive drought conditions we should see massive flooding. And guess what? We do in India and Pakistan. Very interesting. I don't know. You know, we live in a messed up world. We live in interesting times. You know, as human beings here on this planet now, it's our job to envision the future, to innovate the future. And instead of doing that, we leave it up to corporations, to CEOs, to figureheads, to heads of state, to people who don't care about you, me, or humanity, but instead only care about profits and power. That's the sad state of the world. And and this is why we're going through this dark time right now. Because this is the wake up call. This is the wake up call to humanity. United Nations food official warns fertilizer affordability crisis could slash global grain production by 40%. So more than six months into the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the global fertilizer crunch threatens to starve the planet as prices are too high for some farmers ahead of the next planting season. Uh, Maximo Terrero, the chief economist for the Food and Agricultural Organization, FAO, at the United Nations, who told Bloomberg TV that elevated fertilizer prices could decrease global grain production by upwards of 40% in the next planting season. Now, we went over these numbers a little while ago, earlier this week, that global grain um, harvest is going to be down 60% this year. And now this is the future harvest. Next year's harvest is going to be down 40%. Combined food supply chain disruptions due to the war in Ukraine and crop failures worldwide due to extreme weather, weather manipulation, ramping up food production with reduced fertilizer next planting season via key exporting countries could be incredibly challenging. High fertilizer prices are expected to shrink the world's rice production. The grain feeds half of humanity and is vital for political and economic stability across Asia and sub-Saharan Africa. Supply distributions could spark social instabilities in those areas and around the world. Other UN officials in recent weeks have stepped up warnings about the affordability crisis of fertilizer. Prices in North America have come off highs but remain 220% above levels in early 2020. What does this mean? Is it becoming too expensive to grow crops? You know, whatever happened to just planting some seeds and growing some food? Well, see, the regulatory bodies come out there and they organize it in the sense that you have to use these certain products, you have to use these certain fertilizers, you have to use these certain aggregation techniques of nitrogen, carbon dioxide, and all these things. And it limits the farmer on what they really can do. And this is why we're in this crisis. We're going to talk more about this. We'll be right back with more Dr. this. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with that. And uh, yeah, so fertilizer crisis, uh, weather manipulation and scorching droughts that are occurring. We have flooding in uh, India and Pakistan. The United States is uh, trying to hide the poor policy decisions by Joe Biden. And so we have uh, a new report from the Federal Reserve, stating that uh, the Fed may require 7.5% unemployment to lower inflation. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. This is from uh, the Epoch Times. U.S. unemployment rate might, may need to rise almost twice its current level in order to control high inflation, according to a team of researchers from the International Monetary Fund. The paper, co-authored by IMF economists David Lee and Prashi Mishra, said that the jobless rate would have to grow from 3.7% at the end of August to as high as 7.5% to reduce inflation. Such a number would lead to a loss of about 6 million jobs. Now, you know what's interesting about this? is about a month ago, the majority of the Fortune 500 companies, uh, there's about uh, 10 to 15 of them, well, not the majority, but uh, a group of the top companies in the world all got on a phone call in the United States, and they all started talking about what they need to do to stay alive. And one of the things that they said is 54% of all those companies said that they're gonna reduce their manpower. Huh, see how that works? Is that the plan has already been implemented. See, there's a coercion going on between corporations, governments, and then intermediary entities. Now, if you remember, like, how think tanks kind of got into government is they became this, like, third party kind of going out there and consulting. Uh, Well, now we have these intermediaries, like the World Economic Forum, right? Trilateral Commission, Council of Foreign Relations, these types of guys. And what they do is they go out there and, and idea up what they believe the world should be. Really, they're just told by declaration from people who are higher above them that we call the elites. And then they divvy that down to corporations and governments. And see, this is why these CEOs come out and say this, because their shareholders, quote-unquote, are the ones who uh, are demanding that they do this. Now, the major shareholders in every single one of these corporations that will be reducing their manpower just happen to be Vanguard and BlackRock, who basically own the whole world. Now, Vanguard and BlackRock... Um, just so happened to be very, very close and even sit on the board of directors of the World Economic Forum. Now, the World Economic Forum is bringing about what's known as Agenda 2030. This is the United Nations um, process to bring about a more sustainable future, right? But if you're hearing things like diversity, equity, inclusion, or ESG, environmental, social governance, and stuff like that, this was developed by the World Economic Forum. And the World Economic Forum uses something known as public-private partnerships, PPP, right? And what are public-private partnerships? Well, public-public-private partnerships are exactly what I just said. There it is where corporations, third-party intermediaries, and government collaborate together. Collaborate together to bring about uh, equitable policy, diversification within the workplace, a more sustainable future. What does this really mean? It is groups like the World Economic Forum. Basically, write the laws, the policies, give that to the corporations. They begin the implementation within their corporations in the sense of changing the social and the cultural norm through social engineering. And then they force it down government's throats to bring about policy. And their persistence always pays off. Now, what they're actually trying to form with the public-private partnerships is where... Governments actually have a seat on the board of directors of all these corporations. Now, you might say, well, not in the United States of America. Actually, in the United States of America, that actually happens. The whole railroad industry is exactly like that. Um, Certain parts of the electric grid, especially in Virginia, are like that. Parts of the airline industry are like that. And it's because they are declared national security assets to the country. Rail, airline, and energy. And so this has been going on for a long time, and they're just on their, their, their final kill run. That's what's happening right here. And I'll tell you, you know, if, if we look at this right now, and someone says, the new world order's coming. Dude, it's already here. It's already here. The, these guys, they got lawn chairs in the backyard. They're, they're, they're barbecuing already and celebrating their win. It's already here. See, the problem is now, we have to get rid of it. Because I don't want it. You don't want it. I don't mind a collaboration of world governments coming together, retaining their individualized national sovereignty, and talking about how to innovate the future, the progression of humanity, in a peaceful, human rights-loving manner, that embraces civil rights and freedoms. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. But that's not what we have here. We have a small group of people, and through non-government organizations, philanthropies, consulting organizations, and infiltration within businesses, have systematically taken over every single government on this planet, are now driving this whole planet into a massive global collapse of energy, financial, Social, cultural, and political. And what happens when, they, when that happens, right? What are the, what, what's going to happen next? So let's just say that everything begins to collapse. Everything begins to collapse, and then what? Now they come out, oh my God, we are the United Nations. We are, we are the globalists. We are the World Economic Forum, and we have a solution. This is, this is the solution. We, you know, we're going to put an intemporal government in place of the world we're just going to kind of oversee the progress of what happens as the world moves forward. We're going to help you guys, speed you along. And what we're going to do is we're going to infuse money because we have all the wealth into those governments and those corporations to keep them going, to keep them alive. Wait a minute. Who gave them the ability to create money? You know, in the United States Constitution, Article Four, Article One, Section Four, it states that Congress has the ability in this country to coin and print money, not the Federal Reserve, not a private entity, not a bank. Huh? We've been duped since the beginning, guys. But you know what? We can we can change that. We can change that in November. It, it, you know, my vote don't matter. They stole 2020. It was a coup. Yeah, absolutely, it was. And they stole 2018 as well. But we stole 2016. (laughs) We didn't actually steal it. We just stopped them from stealing it. But how can we win 2020 without them stealing it? Is if we have such a large number of voters show up that there's no statistical way they can cheat. And that's the truth. Is that you have so many voters show up that it becomes improbable for them to cheat. But we all know how this ends up. I mean, I've been talking about it for weeks in the sense of the various scenarios that can unfold from this. And look, the globalists are not going to stop. They will They will take the ship down with them before they ever give up power. And this is why we're seeing these articles come out right now about how the elites are building these bunkers. We've talked about it. Not only that, there's another kind of uh, variable at play and I know this is a tough topic to talk about. I know this is a hard one for people to hear and talk about. But there actually might be some good news on this, on this. But We're seeing now that certain experts are coming out and saying that artificial sweeteners might be linked to heart attacks. Now listen, we knew that artificial sweeteners were linked to heart attacks back in the 1977 when Pharmaceuticals came out with aspartame and tried to put it on the market and the FDA came back and said, no, these the test trials are showing cancer and and heart problems and heart attacks. Well, Donald Rumsfeld became the Secretary of Defense, who was the former CEO of Pharmaceutical. He became that in 1982, uh, 83, and then that immediately got approved. So if you use that aspartame or Diet Coke or anything, by the way, Diet Coke has aspartame in it, um, I would throw that stuff out. I, I would get rid of it immediately. That stuff is bad for you. But a new study has shown that artificial sweeteners may increase the risk of cardiovascular disease and should not be considered a healthy and safe replacement for sugar. Now, this is interesting because this is coming at a time when many people around the world are suffering, suffering heart attacks and myocarditis and pericarditis. For instance, a 16-year-old high school football player has collapsed and died after suffering a medical emergency during practice. That's right. A 16-year-old is having heart attacks. And he's not the only one. We we had a a list on uh, the Daily Dose the other day, and there's thousands upon thousands of names of athletes from around the world who have died or had heart attacks just recently, in the last six months. Now, what's the common factor? The vaccine. They're all triple jabbed. Now, 91% 91% of Biden voters are also jabbed. Now, why would they do that to their own people? I've talked about this. Look, look at every socialist and communist regime throughout history, throughout the 20th century. What did they do to all their supporters and followers after they got power? They killed them. Why? Because they don't want competition. But there's actually a great study out there. I might have talked about this yesterday. Scientists find COVID antibodies that can make boosters unnecessary. I actually sent this, uh, I actually texted uh, Dr. Judy Mikevitz yesterday about this. I'm like, hey, Judy, I'm, I'm curious. Would could this help vaccinated people who have basically spike protein production factories in their body? Because what happens here is the two antibodies, um, their effectiveness against the live virus basically go out there and attack, attack. The toxic part of the spike protein. And so we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm asking the medical experts. I send it to Judy Mikovits. I'm sending it to, uh, uh, I, I got to go into Dr. McCullough, Peter McCullough, Robert Malone, all those guys, seeing what they say about it. Because, you know, if, they're, if, if this is something, then we can get some type of drug or treatment for this, which will help people survive. Because this is the other part of the globalist plan. You got to remember, these people are eugenicists. Okay? They've been murdering and slaughtering people for centuries, for millennia. The Rockefeller Foundation funded Margaret Sanger, funded Planned Parenthood, They funded the eugenics movement in the late 19th century, early 20th century. It was only until 1935 with the rise of Nazi Germany did they change their tone and move away from the word eugenics and everything pertaining to eugenics and then funded the Flexner Report which brought about our current medical industry, biopharma, um, hospitals, treatments, and government regulations into it that basically created this whole other paradigm of eugenics through basically chemical and biological castration, through drugs and chemical death, and then the vaccine regimens and all these other things, right? This is the Rockefeller Foundation we have to blame for all this. And so they have this other aspect of how that vaccine is going to play into the next few months. And doctors have warned us. Dr. Zelenko, Dr. McCullough, uh, Gert Vandenboje, Dr. um, uh, McCullough, McIver, Doctor Malone—they all warned us that that time frame is now. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. I know it's a scary topic, but we're going to talk a little bit more about that. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we're back from the Dark Delight show. And I know it's a scary topic to talk about, but you've got to remember who we're dealing with here. These people want to reduce the population of the planet to 500 million. How do they do that? Well, they force, coerce, and make it mandatory for everybody to get a vaccine and multiple vaccines. And they utilize those vaccines with various different technologies. We talked about this yesterday, that uh, there's various different types of metals, particularly graphene oxide, found within these vaccines, within the blood of vaccinated people. And so these doctors have warned people for at least the last 12 months that uh, some bad things are coming our way. That people's immune systems are eventually become so compromised that a common cold or a flu are gonna kill them, and that's a sad thing to even think about. But so, if there's any hope, if there's any glimmer of hope out there, you know, in the sense with this uh, this antibody treatment that would uh, the stop. Right? That, that, that vaccine, if, if that vaccine is bad and dangerous, to stop it from actually hurting people, that'd be great. I would, I would love to hear that type of news. So I, I put it out there to a group of doctors that I'm connected with and, and that I'm friends with to see what they thought. But uh, how does that fit into the globalist plan? Well, less people are easier to control. A world popul- population of 500 million is way easier to control than 8 billion. And then what else do we have? Well, Ukraine's military chief says, limited nuclear war cannot be ruled out. (laughs) And uh, we know that what's happening, we talked about this yesterday with the whole nuclear drama. We talked about Trump and Iran and Barack Obama, the uh, the Iran nuclear deal, Uranium One, how it ties into Ukraine. And now we're seeing that Ukraine and the globalists are, are looking at Russia and saying, Russia, we're coming after you. We don't like what you're doing. You're, you're stopping our plans. And I and I came out with this theory that Ukraine is the financial hub, the criminal hub, and the weapons manufacturing hub for the globalists, for the deep state. And they have something in Ukraine that Russia now controls. That that that's the only reason that we're seeing all this happen right now is because the globalists had created something in Ukraine, maybe a bioweapon, maybe a a new kinetic weapon. I I don't know what it is. But I believe Russia now controls it. And that's why we have all this rhetoric over Russia. That's why China's backing Russia. Because they know that if the globalists control whatever that is in Ukraine, then they win. And we can't let that happen. But you know, we got our own problems to worry about here in the United States of America, I'll tell you that much. We have our own problems to worry about. And with our own problems here in the United States of America, we have to take action as Americans. We have to honor our constitutional duty. We have a political establishment, Republicans and Democrats alike, that don't care for us. They don't care about the power of the people. They don't care about your voice. And they'll do everything in their power to retain their power. They'll say anything to retain their power. There's multiple battles being fought right now to save the world. And I will tell you this as honest as day. If America falls, the world falls. Just remember that. If America falls the world falls. And we're close. America is on her knees. We are close. And I'm telling you, that red line, that red line is November 2022. Because if they form another coup, if they win both the House and the Senate, if they win just the Senate, it's over for America. And I know those are harsh words, and I know there's probably some government organization out there recording me right now saying, this guy, this guy's crazy. He's a threat. But it's the truth. Is that we've been so decimated as a country, so infiltrated by foreigners and globalists, that America is unrecognizable right now. That the morale of this country, the people of this country, is so low. We don't need biden for another two years we don't need a democrat congress for another two years we don't need the democrats taking power and control over the senate but they are going to do everything in their power to make sure they do they are running this country into the ground financially economically socially culturally politically internationally and they're doing it on purpose, and at the same time of doing it on purpose, they're financially benefiting from it. They are stealing the wealth of generations, lining their pockets with that money and power, and laughing in our face. And don't, don't get me wrong, there are methodologies through constitutional and legal processes save this country. But those are like the last lines of defense. You know what I'm talking about? Those are like the last lines of defense. You have to to go through all the birth pains. You have to go through the election. And it's my suspicion that they're going to suspend the election. Or they're going to not suspend the election, but create some type of global event or national event which is major that allows them to retain power and control. If the Republicans win, there will be something that happens where they declare martial law and the Republicans won't come in. They'll blame them for cheating, they'll arrest Donald Trump and protests and riots, or something like that. Or we'll have some type of global event like a global economic collapse, China invading uh, Taiwan, or, or Russia continuing its progression east, uh, west into Eastern Europe, right? Something like that will happen. And the reason I say that is because there's too much at risk for them. They can't afford to allow American first candidates to come in there and ruin all their progress. That they started the remake after Donald Trump was cooed. All right, it's Friday. Don't forget tonight, redpills.tv. Go check it out. You can also find us on Rumble and YouTube. That YouTube link is redpills.tv slash Tango. Uh, Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.